It's August 2023, and I saw one of those tweets that pop up on the timeline saying that it's four months till the year ends. Well, it's actually four months till 2023 ends. What to do about it? I often choose to live in a state of gratitude for what I have been able to accomplish in the last one year. But you get life things has been quite the journey. Let's just say that I have a renewed perspective of so many things. Plus, I have done so many runs and hikes. If I start to count now, it will be endless. I have improved so much in so many things. And my annual personal challenges have just gotten better compared to the previous year. In the past eight months, I've had a chance to explore a new country, Uganda. Not once, but twice. One as a solo backpacking trip and the second one to explore mountains. On this episode, we are going to talk about my first time in Uganda. I have so many memories from those two trips. I don't know if I have wrapped up my plans to visit the country yet, but we shall definitely find that out by the end of this episode. Welcome back to the About Out podcast. My name is Adhyambo Agoro, and on today's episode, we are going to recap my trip to Uganda. So happy to have you here. Now, let's get to the show. It's somewhere in between December and January and it just happens that I make my birthday plans when people are winding up their celebratory moods. For my birthday this year, I wanted to try something different. I have gone on many solo trips, especially mountain ones, but I wanted to try something (laughs) that is not filled with mountains. I had heard and read some good stories about Uganda, but I think most stories were about the Ruinzori. Margarita is on my bucket list, just not that time in January, and it shall be done. But that month had me feeling like a tourist, and it's so strange because this was also my first trip that I went on pure vibes. I made up my mind that I was going to Uganda. I did not know when I was going to come back home, but 12th January would have had me turning into a new age in a different country. I made the necessary arrangements. I opted to use road on this one because I knew I was not going to explore the entire country. But a bus trip would be ideal so that I would get a chance to do some sightseeing while I go to Kampala. The bus ride is a very long one for starters. I took the marsh bus for Kampala. We left at night to arrive in the morning. The border crossing was so smooth. I always have my hiking backpack with me, so it totally sold me out. I was all around the bus station looking like a hiker. For this trip, I carried my 80-liter backpack and 40-liter backpack. It is actually easier to move around with backpacks compared to suitcases. They are very convenient, especially when you have a wide itinerary and your days are just winging it. One funny question that the custom officer asked me was, where are you going? I say Kampala. By this time, I didn't know that Kampala doesn't have mountains. I told him I'm going to climb Agoro Hills because that is what I had had, you know, about. And the Ruinzori, I say two to three weeks. My outfit sold me out because I was dressed like a runner, stroke hiker, you know. And my hydration tube was also popping from my back. So I I I looked like I was basically going to climb Burinzori and Agoro Hills. 
and he kept on saying Renzori is in I don't know northern Uganda or southern Uganda and I was like I'm gonna figure it out I'm just coming to your country to climb mountains so check-in was smooth and that was midnight it was a very long trip after that we had so many police stops it was annoying but I was just there on vibes I didn't have a problem because I still had time to experience the city and I had so much time. So this was definitely just part of the journey for me. So we left Nairobi at 10 p.m. We make it to Kampala at around 1 p.m. That was the longest bus ride of my life. I was very lucky to have a friend to host me and show me around, which made me appreciate and enjoy this trip fully with less stress. I found Uganda as an ideal place for a solo traveler. My plans may be different compared to the normal, so me being a hiker, runner and traveler meant that my activities were going to be very different compared to the things people consider as vacation activities. Uganda gave me that and more. I had a day's rest and started figuring out what I was going to do for my birthday. I headed to Kampala with no specific plan. And as a sucker for history, I will always look for a museum in a new city. This turned out to be a lucky idea. Uganda's history is interesting, you know. And it was so amazing to learn the political, social and cultural bit of it. After the museum, I had nowhere else to go. Then a guy just reached out and I was sold. His name is Biri. Biri ended up being my guide throughout my entire Kampala stay. And I will share some of the places that we went to. From the museum, we went to Gaddafi Mosque. Located at the heart of Kampala, the guides here are so dedicated to sharing the history and it's still one of my favorite spots in Kampala. When you get to Gaddafi Mosque and you're a woman, you have to cover up when getting into the mosque. Men don't, but don't worry. They provide that at the entrance in case you have nothing to cover yourself. Our next stop was Namirembe Cathedral Church. I love the architecture. Uh, since I've gone to church most of my life, I just scanned the place and we left after 10 minutes. Biri then suggested that we check out Kabaka's Palace. That was the third plan of the day. It is so beautiful. A bit of dark history, but it's worth the tour and time, learning how Uganda's political system came to be. We were winding up at five, and most touristic places close at this time. I think for someone in a new place, uh, my guide really plugged me well. The last plan of the day was to get myself good food. I had seen Sujoy's branches all around, and I was like, I see this back in Nairobi. It just turns out that CJ's... Cafe Javas, they call it there, is a Ugandan company. All I wanted was a bowl of pasta and I got that to end my 27th year and start my 28th year. One thing about traveling is learning to schedule rest. By day three, I figured that I was going to be in Uganda for a long time. I was also doing my training runs in between. So to avoid serious burnout, I would take one or two days rest and do nothing completely. In between the passing days, I realized that Kampala had hills <laughs> and no mountains. So my plan had to readjust a bit. That meant more running in between and doing activities that didn't relate to athleticism. 
Then my friend Ken, who is also a runner, introduced me to a running community called Gutsy. I made lots of memories with the Gutsy guys, you know. I call them the Gutsy Bunch. They're cool peeps and I made so many friends and I would talk about them on this entire episode, but they made me love running more. Uh, by my fifth day in Uganda, I knew I was winging it. Anything that could come, I could do. I was like, there is a race happening on this place. I was like, sign me up. So I ended up being signed up for a run from Kampala to Entebbe. Entebbe had been on my list. So this run meant that I would take it automatically off my list. This was also an exciting chance for me to do my birthday run. And it was my first time running my age. So two things checked. Birthday run and an Entebbe day trip. I found the run scenic and interesting. It is not a trail, it's all tarmac, which took a lot for me to get used to. Above all, I saw and experienced the spirit of community. I'm not going to lie, Ugandans are welcoming. The running community that is. I saw so much passion and support as well. That was week one. On week two, I left Kampala for a little trip to Ginger. By this time, I've taken over 15 border rides and fought for my life on all of them. I don't know if I will ever get used to it, really. Traffic is more chaotic too, so borders are the best and convenient option to navigate around Kampala. I loved Ginger at first sight. Chilled vibe. I found it less chaotic. If I was to choose, I would definitely live there. I had difficulty adjusting in the food too, all round, ever since my first day. So getting food that worked for me was a struggle. So this is the downside of the first two weeks of my stay. I also lost a lot of weight. And I will be honest, I missed home a little bit. I called my parents, family, my partner and friends also got me through some of the days. And Biri was fun too, you know. He was my guide at Ginger, so I felt less alone exploring some of the places in Uganda. Accommodation options were many, and my friend Reen plugged me to ginger backpackers. I met other backpackers doing amazing things. Some were backpacking for six months, pure goals. Others had been traveling for an entire year. Ginger had so much to offer. We visited the source of the Nile, where I got to see the Nile for the second time, but this time closer. It's a beautiful tour. But I did not want to take the boat here. Biri said that I would experience the ride and swim in the Nile at Itanda. That's the good thing about having a guide. We left Ginger for Itanda and I think this was the best water experience I have ever had. The ride from Ginger to Itanda is so dusty. Again, this is the definition of hidden gem that made sense to me for the first time. I played with water, swam a little bit in the Nile learned social culture and went back to ginger backpackers. Ginger is a place I would highly recommend to any backpacker, especially the hostel. The price there was inclusive of bed and breakfast. The food was manageable. So that was also one of the best times that I didn't struggle with food. I woke up the next day, did my morning run in ginger. I really had to. Running is actually a cool way of exploring new places, especially if you have limited time. I did a 10km and met my guide later for one historic activity. 
We checked out the Uganda Railway Museum and wrapped up my stay with Busoga Palace. I'm back to Kampala. It's 18th January. 20th January will have me leaving Kampala for one last adventure with the Gatsi running team. My friends signed me up for a marathon that was taking place in Bunyoni. This is the most beautiful marathon I have ever done. Beautiful sunrise, Lake Bunyoni, insane elevation gain, getting lost in Uganda, running with kids, Lona becoming my running bestie, and finishing the entire marathon seven hours later, which was my best time compared to the first time that I did a marathon. This was definitely one for the books. We went on a boat ride, got awards, and of course, got some January birthday cake. The race was one of the most organized that I have ever attended. Right after Bunyoni, I had a mountain to climb. Let's just say that I really looked forward to the mountain without actually considering how my legs felt after running a whole marathon. 21st January was the run. 22nd January, we left Bunyoni for Kisoro with less than 24 hours to rest. 23rd January, we hiked Mount Muhabura. This was my great introduction to the Virungas. Plan was to do all three peaks in three days. But the other thing about traveling that you have to take note of is changing weather and altitude. Kampala had been hot the entire time and the sudden shift to Kisoro had an effect on me. So we narrowed it down to just one mountain. And what we did is we went for the highest peak. Coming to think of it, now that I know a little bit more about the Ugandan Virungas, I am so, so glad that we did Mohabura. <laughs> we started exactly at 7, summited at midday, and back to base camp at 5 p.m. The climb is very scenic and very difficult. I will tell you about that on another episode. I survived a 4,123-meter mountain right after a marathon. That makes me proud of myself and very happy. 24th January, I did the usual. I went for a short run to explore Kisoro for one last time before leaving for Kampala. I thought to myself that it must be nice doing morning runs in Kisoro because you have a view of the Virungas while thinking of whether to run to the Rwandan border or the Congo border. Another one of long bus rides that I experienced was from Kisoro to Kampala. It was time for me to prepare for my exit. My friend Lona and I linked up for a dance date, and this was my first time in a dance class. That was a total workout. Bad idea after summiting the Virungas, but also somehow contributed to my recovery. I then shared one last run with the Gatsi team, then took an electric bus tour around Kampala, and lastly, another bowl of pasta to wrap up my trip. Pasta will always win. That is a non-negotiable in my life. All I know is a bowl of pasta can fix a lot of Arana's problems. January to me started on a good note and I am glad I experienced so many things in Uganda way more than I anticipated. Were there low days? Of course. As a solo traveler, there are things you have to prepare yourself for Sometimes the things you have may not go according to plan. You can get culture shock, of course. Remember, the high expectations of home might be different in another country, especially if you're used to things happening in a certain way. 
and also i missed home on some days but good thing is my family friends partner and everyone around me was very supportive so i never felt alone apart from days when you're just like in a mental space and you're like holy shit i've been away from home for like three weeks which was the longest time i've been away from home and also how the mountains are very far away from the city was a bit hard for me to adjust but i finally made peace with all of it but as a traveler who is pretty flexible i realized that home normalities are different in places away from home i hope this gives you a little bit of an idea of what to do when you go to visit uganda or travel anywhere i felt at home on most days i hope you do when you go visit will i go back yes I really hope to climb the Ruenzoris and take it off my bucket list as another 5000er after Mount Kilimanjaro. As always, thank you so much for joining with me and see you on the next episode. Be good to yourself. Stay happy. Peace.